Welcome to 100 Stories of Hope. Um, so I'm Anne Buckland, I'm your host, and I'm talking now with Bev Reardon, freelance education consultant, and we're unpacking a few of the stories that Bev has that she feels encapsulates hope. Now, we're, we're doing this for the Captain Tom 100 Challenge and also raising money for Mercy Ships, an organisation that brings hope and healing to so many. Bev, we've talked about what hope means to you. We've talked about what it looks like. What does hope feel like to you? That's a really difficult question, Anne, isn't it? Um, hope feels like it feels like a lot of butterflies fluttering away in your chest, I always think. I don't think it's a still feeling. I don't think hope's a still feeling. Hope is like lots of butterflies and their wings all vibrating all throughout your body, almost as if they could lift you off the ground in a Mary Poppins type of lift. <laughs> Not quite like a jet engine, but more of a fluttering kind of lift. I love that. I absolutely love that. Hope is a Mary Poppins feeling of butterflies. Yes, yes. As if you've been hoisted to the air by a tribe of butterflies or whatever they call them. That's lovely. I mean, I guess Mary Poppins came to to make things better, didn't she? She gave the bank's children hope. And yeah, absolutely, it's, it's not a still fit. You can find hope in the stillness, but hope itself is it's active, isn't it? It's not, it's not a passive word. No, it, it's ever moving, isn't it? And always evolving because you hope for something. And then if that thing materialises or that thing happens, then you find yourself hoping for something else or you hope for other people and you hope that their life goes well and you hope that things that are important to them pan out properly for them. So it never changes. It never stops. It's Hope isn't something that you can achieve and then get it and leave it and put it on the shelf. Hope's something that's always driving you forward. Because without hope, what are we? There is, is there any point to existence? I don't think so. No. No, it does. It keeps us going. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what story have you got that, that you feel epitomises hope? Okay, I've got another. I've got a short story now, a really, really <laughs> short one. Okay. So at the beginning of lockdown... I had this crazy idea about we should have a scarecrow festival for VE Day. Now, okay. bearing in mind at this point, I've never spoken to hardly any of my neighbours, <laughs> never even seen them. And um, I didn't know if this was the sort of thing that they would like to do. So I sounded a few people out on a dog walk and I got a kind of mm, sort of, oh, that would be lovely. But it was a kind of, oh, that would be lovely, but I don't want to do it sort of thing, you know. Where people think it's a nice idea, but if someone else does it. So I kind of pushed it around on the village Facebook page and sort of built up a bit of excitement. And I got onto the parish council and they put a couple of posters up on lamp posts, but nobody really seemed to be taking any notice. And so a week before what would have been the judging, the finale of the competition, which was for VE Day. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, I need to get a scarecrow up in the front garden because if I don't put one up, nothing's going to happen. Uh, and I remember putting it up and it was um, it was a, a Amy Johnson um, scarecrow because it was on uh, sort of uh, flying and things. And my neighbour came out and he started laughing. He goes, ha, 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 you're the only person with a scarecrow. You're the only person with bunty now. Ha, 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 laughing. And I said to him, no, no, I'm not the only person. I am the first person. Nice. I'm the first person with the scarecrow and I'm the first person with the bunting. I said, and you will see. 
that because I'd been first, many more people would follow. Seven days later, we had 45 scarecrows. And wow. every house was done up in bunting and flags. So that's a very short story, but it was one of hope of saying, getting out there and doing it and hoping that others will follow. That's amazing. That's so often, <laughs> I know so often in my life, sometimes it's easy not to do something because you're, you're worried that people won't follow. And Correct. it's actually, it's those moments when you think, do you know what, I'm just going to do it anyway that you realise actually pe people were looking and they were paying attention. They were just waiting for someone else to do it first. It. They were waiting for someone else to be first. And that's we're all a bit guilty of that, aren't we? We all yeah. do that in so many ways, not just about scarecrows, but in lots of other ways. And we're always a bit frightened. What will other people think? What would they say? I think sometimes you've just got to throw caution to the wind and if it feels like the right thing to do and it's, it's not hurting anybody, put your head so, down and go for it. <laughs> So two questions for you, just to unpack that story just a little bit. Firstly, can you just describe your village? Like how many people are there? Yeah, yeah it's it's an old, it's a very old hamlet um, that was built around a church, which was owned by a family of knights, actually, the Dracot family, the Lee Dracot family, who came over with uh, William the Conqueror. And then through the years, the villages sort of spread out along a very long, flat Roman road. So it's almost like a ribbon. So you've got this tiny little bit that's ancient and then a sort of long ribbon, as these sort of conurbations are. So it makes it quite difficult to, to see your neighbours. Unless you're in the back garden at the same time, it's very rare that you'll see them because it's the sort of place where people go to work and not many people go walking around unless you go to the old bit, really. Mm -hmm. um, and we're a good mix of age groups. I mean, I would say it was mostly elderly people but we have got some young families and then a couple of other people who are sort of, you know, sort of 30s or 40s. So it can be quite difficult. We haven't got a bus route. We haven't got any buses. We haven't got a shop. We haven't got a pub. <laughs> so you're quite honest. <laughs> so how, so when you were putting up your scarecrow thinking, you know, I need to model this out, how were you feeling? Did you, did you have... <laughs> that people were going to follow or was it a slightly more not blind hope but you know what I'm meaning of yeah, I, I, I think I think it was blind hope and to be honest I really didn't think that anybody else would do it I didn't because nobody had been very enthusiastic not at all um and I put it up and it was a symbol of hope my scarecrow <laughs> Amy Johnson was that symbol of hope uh and it was amazing. I think people saw it. They were driving past. And then when people were walking their dogs, they must have seen it. And then we thought, what's going on here? And then I think they started to read the posters. And then we thought, oh, it's a competition. I should take part, you know. And it did. We had all kinds of things like evacuees and parachuters and different, you know, um, munitions girls, all sorts of things. It was so wonderful. Um, and as I say, with the bunting as well, it just made it a very special thing. And we've all finished off on VE Day. The vast majority of us were having tea in our front garden, which oh, nobody would have done. Everyone would have thought you were barking mad before this to have done that. Yeah. What that's a shame. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing, isn't it? The pandemic has brought so much struggle and so much difficulty but actually there have been a lot of positives as well. It's 
Yeah, it's and particularly around VE Day, communities stay together where they wouldn't have otherwise been. It, that's right. You know, street yeah. parties happen again. Socially distanced, of course, but they happened. And I think that's lovely. I think your scarecrow is a brilliant story of hope. That's that's wonderful. Well, it certainly was. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your stories. It's, it's a real pleasure to speak to you. Oh, thanks, Dad. Always. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye.